Guys, welcome back to another episode, excuse me, welcome back to another episode of the Arco Jarko podcast, excuse me, again, um, so guys, um, welcome back to another episode of the, uh, of the Arco Jarko podcast, and uh, please forgive me if I'm a bit groggy or dear, or, or you know, um, sleepy eyed, but I'm making this podcast about half past three in the morning here in the, uh, UK, in London, uh, so I, you know, it's something I, I did the last minute. I said I must get this podcast out before the UFC 258 fight um, goes live in Las Vegas, which will be later on today because it's now the February the 13th here in the UK. But when we see it, it'll be early in the morning of uh, February the 14th, whilst it'll still be Saturday, whilst it'll still be February 13th in the US. I'm just uh, bragging on and <laughs> talking about something that isn't that um, important. But uh yeah, I'm getting straight into it. So the main event of UFC two fifty eight, Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Now, for me, after looking at the two guys fight, um, I looked at um Kamara Usman how he fights. I looked at Gilbert Burns. Kamara Usman, um, I could see why they um call call him the uh, well. Could I say? Could I safely say that I know a novice like me knows why they call call him the Nigerian Nightmare? Um, but you know he's good at his takedowns. He's good at his grappling. He's wrestling. His ground game is good. And I'll say that, you know, I was watching the uh, rerun of the UFC 251 where he fought um, uh, Jorge Masvidal and he won that fight. Um, you know, he didn't waste any time again getting a takedown. I mean, he'll throw a few strikes at first, but then the closer he gets to you, the, the more weaker he makes you, you know, with all the attacks he throws your way. Um, when he sees it, when he sees again, told just the slightest opportunity or chance he gets, you know, he just goes in there for a takedown. And uh, well, that's what I saw in this fight. So I always wanted to get his, uh, his opponent on the ground uh, where possible, as soon as possible. And he's good at keeping his opponents on the ground, you know. Uh, you know, so I'm seeing, my assumption is that once you get them on the ground, then, you know, from there, if you're in the right position, if things are, well, well, you know, if things are going your way, if you've got the upper hand, if you've got the advantage, then, you know, you can um, eventually you can get a submission out of them, you know. Um yeah, his strikes are good, and um, so I'm really just going to repeat myself. No, his ground game is good. Now, when he's um, getting really physical with his opponent in, in terms of takedowns, wrestling, and clinches um, up against the fence by the side of the Osicon, that you know that he's good at. But Gilbert Burns, um, I watched when he fought Tyron Woodley, and I, I can't I'm really, I didn't really get the, um, <laughs> I didn't really get the. Um, uh, the time or the the particular UFC event it was, but one thing that stood out to me is that the guy um, Gilbert Burns, his punches, his striking is he fights like a, like a fucking animal. Um, you know, his you know, I was saying to Charlie, my friend that talks about MMA um, a lot. Excuse me. I was speaking to Charlie and telling him that. So, well, my money, I'll, I'll say now, my bet is that um, I believe I think Burns will win because of his striking. You know. It hit, you know, I wouldn't want to be on the, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be the fighter or anyone who's on the other end or, <laughs> or at the opposite end of his fist. Because one thing I was saying, and um, I think I can say this safely, is that um, he's very dangerous with his hands when striking. You don't want to be on the, the receiving end. Um, yeah, okay, his takedowns are all screws up. But what really stood out to me, again, is, that is how good he is with with his hands you know his punches seem fast heavy fierce and you know really precise you know where he lands the sh- you know where he's going to send his fist he makes 
it looks like it's like it's you no know, in a controlled manner and uh, no, it hits uh, like a determined uh, target spot on the opponent's body so uh, for me you know um i i th- think that gilbert burns will win this one and will have it in the bag i could be wrong i mean <laughs> i'm an analyst of these things um i'm just uh i mean a novice that lo- likes the sport but uh i'm just really concerned that i'll say the wrong thing and sound like an <laughs> sound like an idiot if i had someone to talk to about this who's uh, a bit more versed in the sport than me um then yeah probably i'll take that back but i mean um take take back those words or i would um probably learn something something new that I, something else i didn't know or wasn't aware of that i should have been aware of before i actually made up my mind about this properly but from what i've seen i do think that um gilbert burns will uh will win i could be wrong I could be wrong, you know, um, likewise when Dustin Poirier fought Conor McGregor at UFC um, 257 um, earlier, um, what was it, uh, earlier this year, um, you know, everybody, everyone was banking on, was banking and betting on Dustin Poirier losing his fight and Conor McGregor winning and winning that fight, not this, but that fight. Um, but you know, the Sunday morning came around. I was just looking at my social media. I was just um, crawling out of bed, and you know, um, I just saw a brief rerun of towards the end of that round that um, Dustin Poirier, um, Dustin Poirier knocks out Conor McGregor, and uh, I was just shocked. I really was surprised because even I, even I thought that um, I wanted Dustin Poirier to win, but at the back of my mind, I you know, my gut instinct was telling me that no. Conor McGregor's going to do what Conor McGregor does best when it comes to these sort of things when he gets when he steps into the octagon and he's going to win but that wasn't the case or that wasn't the case at all you know many um, other MMA athletes and veterans and um, the people really attached to this sport even they were shocked and surprised and you know I think that also shows in how people react and respond to Conor McGregor's loss you know many people saying that you know how just um first of all how he was knocked out you know this is a very different knockout to any of the any other of the losses and knockouts that he's had before in the past you know how well did he prepare for this fight what was he doing in that cage um you know he um uh, you know i think he some people even said that he was more concerned about being a boxer i was just showing that he had probably he's more of a boxer now or just trying to show off some boxing skills and his boxing ability whilst he was in in the cage during that fight and you know, even I was saying that yeah, kind of did look that way. You know, he wasn't doing what an MMA fighter is supposed to do. An MMA fighter isn't only supposed to necessarily only be good at boxing. You know, good with your fists only, but you have to be good with your feet, your legs, um, your wrestling. You know, there's all other aspects to it. That's why that's called a mixed martial arts. All those arts are mixed together, and he used that to compete, to beat, to and win the fight. You know, to attack your opponent. Um, so again, as in this case, I'm saying it will be Gilbert Burns. Um, well, from what I've seen, many people are saying no, it will be Usman. But from what I've seen, how Gilbert Burns fights for me, I'll take Gilbert Burns because his his striking is really, really um, is really, really um, nice, really fierce, and uh, you know, <laughs> unless if you can really move like Stephen Wonderboy, and just you know, always make sure that you're you're taking less punches less attacks than you're giving out to your opponent than you're dishing on to your opponent then you know um if you're hit by one of those it can knock you out and obviously once you're once you're flawed um into that position 
or, or on the ground, then your opponent can quickly jump on you and get you into um, pin you pin, pin you down there on the floor and um, get you into submission. They they win the fight. So um, I'd say for the last time uh, since I've been ranting and raving about this for nearly ten minutes, uh, my money would be on Gilbert Burns to win this fight at UFC two fifty. But again, I could be wrong. Okay, so UFC Vegas 18 that um, took place last weekend, um, you know, um, there was the um, Alistair Overeem versus Alexander Volkov um, fight and um, many people disappointed and um, really um, taken aback by Alistair Overeem's performance in the cage that I saw myself and his recovery just wasn't wasn't what it used to be. Many people were questioning and um, asking whether um, he should retire. Whether this probably is the end of the road for him. He's forty years old, and uh, even though outside of fighting that's not old, but in fighting in sports that is considered to be quite old. Although I've seen some fighters who there was a, some, a fighter last year um, from the UFC. I can't remember his name. He's forty-one years old, and he fought a fighter who. Um, was there a lot younger than him? But no, the point of the the small story is that um he won that won that fight and he uh yeah he was termed a warrior because of how he fought. You know he fought so well. He fought like to the very bitter end, like he fought to the death. I mean he's the um what they say what they call the wrong side of forty. You know so um uh, it is impossible. Some people yeah that the that the older fighters, the older vet veterans in the sports, and they um. They're beating the younger um, fighters in the sport, so you know it's not impossible. But um, looking at what um, how Alistair Overeem performs in that fight at UFC Vegas 18 against um, Alexander Volkov, um, I even f- I I thought that he would win that fight um, because initially um, he looking me looking at at him um, as a novice <laughs> mixed martial arts fan, um, me looking at him I thought because of his size he looks a bit bigger. Um, and um, Volkov looks very tall and quite lanky. Um, and actually, Volkov is taller and, yeah, heavy. I thought that Volkov was actually... Sorry, not Volkov. Volkov is taller and lanky. Um, I thought that Overeem was actually the heavier guy because he looks... as He has a, a bit more lean size on him. Not fat, but muscle. So I thought with all that muscle, any strike that he, just, he does throw out... Excuse me. Any striking he does throughout, any work he does with his hands to his opponent's head or wherever on his opponent's body, will do some significant damage because of, of the muscle power behind um, his uh, striking behind his fist. But um, that wasn't necessarily necessarily the case this time around. And you know, um, Volkov um, won that fight. Uh, so, you know. Again, in this um, in this case of UFC UFC um, two fifty eight, this fight, I um, could be wrong. The other people who are um, betting um, who are betting that um, Usman uh, will win um, could be wrong as well. But no, um, it's a bit off topic. Now, talking about the um, UFC Vegas eighteen, excuse me, uh, Frank Edgar, um, who was knocked out by a flying knee um, by um, Corey. Um, Sanhagen the Sandman so um, 
yeah, Frank, Ed- Frank Edgar did put out a statement after that um, loss and uh, basically said, I've licked my wounds long enough. I'm home with family. Life is good. On Saturday, I was as prepared for a fight as I could have been. Props to Corey Sanhagen. He landed a perfectly timed and executed bomb on me. Luckily, I don't remember it much. This game can be a cruel bitch. And Saturday night was just that. But I ain't panicked. I've been here before. Thank you to my family, team and friends who really are all all one in the same for continuously giving me the love and support it takes to be a fighter. The loyalty and unconditional love and guidance you all give me is truly unbelievable. I love you all more than you know. To my fans who also who always ride with me, I appreciate you all and you make this fun for me. Till next time, see you all soon. And you know, I do like seeing that I do like seeing that from an athlete. Even um, when Conor McGregor um, lost um, to um, Dustin Poirier back at UFC 257, um, you know, initially in the beginning, I was like a bit on the hateful, haterish side um, for for Conor McGregor. But uh, that all of that was replaced by respect because he actually went and congratulated um, congratulated Dustin Poirier personally and uh, told him well done and uh, keep going. And uh, yeah, for me that you know, that's a really humble thing that he did because I'm sure many people, including himself, <laughs> in his own mind, in his own head, would have thought, probably was thinking that he you know this uh, fight was in the bag, bag because um, you know, when I say there was much pressure, no, I think probably the expectations were a lot higher for Conor McGregor to win the fight. In fact, the expectations were automatically that automatically automatic that he would win the fight or go. It would jump in the ring in the octagon, uh, wherever, and just do what he does best, and you know, just um, bring home the win, you know. But uh, again, you know, that didn't happen. But even though he lost, and for him, for someone like him, for his his status in the sport and his status in uh, the um, in an organization such as the UFC, that you know, if you're a fighter in that organization, if even if you're a low-ranking fighter. If you're doing really, really well, you've got lots of wins, uh, wins more wins under your belt than losses. Then you know you, you actually you're still making a name for yourself, even though in the in the organization they are notorious for how they how they do treat the fighters and for the for the fairly lousy pay that they do get. Um, you know, um, for someone like Conor McGregor, um, I'm sure that it would have been a lot of pressure. And you know, the fact that he lost that fight, I'm sure. Um, for someone like himself, again, because we saw a status symbol he has in the sport and in the UFC, probably the the a loss that he had was probably even embarrassing. That's what I was guessing it. But you know, he took it on the chin, took it like a man, handled it like a man, and you know, I was really humble about the whole thing. Now, what else is there? Yeah, so. Um, there was an interview that um, Nate Diaz did with Ariel Hawani and um, I think it's the latest thing, uh, any sort of media thing he's done, any sort of media appearance or interview that he's um, done since, um, well, for a long time. At least, I think. Um, as far as I know, anyway, let me just put it that way. Make sure this thing's close enough so I can, I can be heard. All right, so... In that interview that lasted for approximately about 45 minutes to an hour, I think, um, 
yeah um he touching back on on the topic that I spoke of before um UFC 257 uh, Conor McGregor's performance um now he said that Conor McGregor really uh, messed up in that fight uh, word for word he said that Conor McGregor fucked up more than Dustin did in that fight so if I was a really, really lay person, that is someone who um, knows nothing about this sport, probably even virtually a lot less than I know now um, about the sport. Uh, so I'm just looking at purely from the outside inwards, looking at the sport. I would assume that he's saying that Conor McGregor, okay, um, was assumed to be the, per- the the fighter was going to win that fight, but unfortunately he, um, the tables turned drastically in that fight and he lost. Now he's going further to say that um, Dustin Poirier is the worst out of the two, is the worst fighter out out of the both of them. But he's saying basically that um, just like everybody else is that what's the, he's saying? Um, could I say this? Could I say that? No, 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 no. Well, back to where he said Conor McGregor fucks up more than Dustin did in that fight. Um, He's saying that Dustin Poirier, probably his Dustin Poirier's performance in that fight was far worse than Conor McGregor. Maybe again going back to you know Norris looking in into the sport from the outside, um, that um, probably Dustin Poirier, he, from the words of what he said, okay, Dustin Poirier was doing even performing even worse than the fight, but still won. Probably saying that Dustin Poirier got lucky in that fight. Maybe um, he was just really really smart and. Um, that night just wasn't Conor McGregor's night, and um, he just Conor McGregor just wasn't prepared already for those very very lethal leg kicks. Because I say lethal because after the fight, even though they were saying that Conor McGregor's leg wasn't broken, um, Coach Kavanaugh confirmed it a few days later that no, Conor McGregor's leg wasn't broken. He wasn't injured. Um, Conor McGregor still needed a crutch to crutch to uh, walk from the um, the arena the eight from the arena where they've been fighting Abu Dhabi back to his uh, car and just he needed a crutch just to uh, to move around for uh, for some time so um, from that probably he's suggesting that maybe uh, Dustin Pro got lucky in that fight um, <laughs> I, I I don't know but I mean he does kind of hint on the facts that um, that uh, probably Conor McGregor was wasting too much time or just um, sacrificing an opportunity, the opportunities he had to win the fight in that cage. Uh, he kept on wasting his time just trying to prove how good he was with his hands. And uh, Dustin Poirier probably was the um, uh, well. He says that um, Dustin Poirier was performing really badly. That um, he, Dustin performed even worse than um, Conor McGregor. Um, that probably got lucky in the fight. Lucky in the fight, but maybe Dustin Poirier was really smart about the whole thing. And um, just use use um, some really heavy leg kicks to try and get Conor McGregor to um, more or less fall to the ground because those leg kicks again were really really lethal and it's because of that that Conor McGregor's legs buckled he fell over and then um, Poirier just finished him off and he won the fight. Although some people and this is not to disrespect the Diaz brothers but uh, some people have said that. Um, can I say this without sounding stupid? That uh, the DS brothers probably, especially um, Nick. No, not Nick. No, no, Nate. Probably doesn't know what he's talking about. Some of the time, that sometimes that his speech was, 
you know, I was watching this interview with Errol Hawani that he had, and uh, there were times that I had to press my earphone really close to my ear and turn up the volume as best as I could just to really try and make out what Nate Diaz was actually saying, whether it made sense or not. I mean, I understood what the conversation was about, but sometimes I was just wondering, does this person, are they okay? Because I do know they do like to smoke um, weed for medical pur- uh, purposes, purposes i think and beneficial purposes or whatever it is for their health um but there were sometimes i'm just wondering you know his speech just isn't really quite there you know it doesn't sound like it's like it's normal so i was um kind of thinking is he um correct or right in the head in what he's saying because um no one apart from nick D- nate diaz not nick nate diaz as far as i can tell as far as i know has said that in this fight at UFC 257, the main event between um, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor, no one has ever said that Dustin Poirier was um, <laughs> that Dustin Poirier was um, uh, that his performance was bad. I've not really heard that anywhere. In fact, saying you know saying that his performance that he was lucky. I mean, I'm not saying that Dustin Poirier was lucky. I mean, I believe he fought well. You know, and in this sort of thing, I don't think anyone gets lucky. You know, in a fight game, nobody gets lucky. You know. You have to really put. You have to really put in the uh, time for training, making weight, cutting weight, eating all the healthy foods, getting in shape, you know, all those sort of things. So I don't think it's a it's a, a situation that whereby where you're where you get lucky or, any, or anything like that. But I've not heard anyone else anywhere else say that um that his performance that his performance was really really bad. I mean, if his performance was really really bad, how then why is is he now um, sitting at number one? in the lightweight um, division of the UFC. You know, why is that the case? So, not disrespecting um, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, God, that's the the third or fourth time I've got the names wrong. I'm not disrespecting Nate Diaz, but um, I think it's a bit questionable what he's saying because I've heard some other people who, some other fighters who listened to that interview and uh, some people have said that sometimes that guy sounds like like he doesn't know, know what he's talking about despite being a good fighter. I, you know, he doesn't always sound like he's all there. Okay, and um, in that interview, um, I think after the interview had ended, um, Conor McGregor, who must have been listening or must have been watching, um, he replied on Twitter, um, uh, saying something like, uh, "Just, I think, uh, having a jab at um, Nate at Nick and <laughs> Nate." God, what is wrong with me? Uh, just said some things on Twitter. Oh, look out. We've got a badass in a race car chair over here. Cool race car chair. Race car chair, bro. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Okay, so next up now is the um, Hamzat um, Chimaev um, fight versus Leon Edwards. Now, I've not been following this fight too closely, though really I should have been. But I haven't, but... It turns out that for the third time now, this fight's not is not going to happen. So Dana White has decided to replace um, Hamza with someone else. I think Stephen Wonboy Thompson um, wanted to um, be a replacement um, to face Leon Edwards, but um, I think um, from what he said, uh, from what I've heard anyway, he can't um, he can't fight because his hand is still injured from the um, fight he had against Neil. So, um, initially, they were supposed to have the fight should have happened last year on the December nineteenth, two thousand twenty, 
uh, that got cancelled with schedule because one of them fell ill with the virus. Uh, the next time it should happen should have been on January 20th of this year, 2021. But again, um, one of them had the virus and it should have happened this uh, um, again this year sometime in March, March the 13th. But again, um, Shemaev is still showing signs of the of having the virus. So he's been... He's been pulled from the fight altogether. So um, Dana White is considering just getting a replacement for um, for Lean Edwards completely. And um, you know, I think he said that that's to let Leon Edwards have um, fight. And that can I can understand. Um, he even said well something more lines uh, more along the lines of I gotta be sure what I'm saying here. Just stop over over um, overthinking it. Um, he said um, that's just to stop disrespecting Leon Edwards and I can understand that because in this um, sport in this game you know um, time is money and um, the time you're forced to take off not leisure time but the time you are forced to take off because of maybe a banned substance you've been suspended or an injury you know um, that's time you're never going to get back and the older you get the harder it is um, for you to secure fights Um, unless if you're really really good but uh, now it's been had for the third time it's been cancelled so um, Dana's decided to just um, replace um, Shemaev with someone completely different da, 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 da. yeah nah what else is there so Israel Adesanya yeah um, recently posted a picture on his Twitter and his Instagram and uh, he looks a lot different, but it definitely packs on packs on some lean size to move up to the uh, light heavyweight um, lights heavyweight division. Uh, that's in preparation to fight um, Jan Blakowicz at Jan Blakowicz at UFC two fifty nine. So um, you know um, that again, that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, uh, most people have said that, and most people have said that Israel does have the advantage in this fight. Especially even the friend, the female friend of Yan, who I can't remember her name, not helpful, but she even came out saying um, earlier this year, was it some, towards the end of last year, that um, Israel really has a lot to gain whilst Yan has a lot to lose. <sighs> Excuse me. Understandably, um, Israel has the athleticism, the agility, can move faster, um, a lot quicker than Yan, and um, he's a really, really good striker. But again, you know, that'll be uh, an interesting match to uh, to watch and to look out for. And moving on, Joe Rogan, uh, whose podcast I used to listen to a lot before, but I've just been so busy that I'm, I don't really keep up to what he's doing or whoever he's, he's, he has on it. I don't really keep up to date on to what, up to date of, on what he's doing Uh so I've not been watching his videos or listening to his videos um so often as much as I used to or should do. Um he hints at basing on the Dustin Poirier fight um with uh, Charles Oliveira. Now um Charles Oliveira did um does did want to West well, I'm sure he still wants to um no he still wants to uh fight Dustin Poirier to um get the get the title. But um, I think when Oliveira actually put that proposition, the suggestion out to Poirier, he didn't reply. And um, I think Poirier was more concerned, actually much more interested in fighting McGregor 
and after that loss at UFC 257 against Poirier, uh, Poirier um, it was made known that uh, McGregor was basically harassing everybody, all the relevant people, uh, especially those in the UFC, including Dana White, of course, that he wanted a rematch, wants a trilogy fight. And uh, yeah, Dana White has confirmed that that is going to be the case. That trilogy and fight will be going ahead. They'll be fighting for a third time now. But Joe Rogan has suggested that um, Dustin Poirier should fight Charles Oliveira. Now, that's in the hope that if Oliveira does beat Poirier, Khabib will return to the sport and reclaim the belt. And, of course, his record, Khabib's record, will be increased from 29-0 and 0 up to 30-0. and 0. So, um, that's almost like <laughs> two, um, killing two birds with uh, one stone. And, of course, um, yeah, you know, um, I want to see Khabib fight fast again, in fact, one last time. In fact, even though he has fought virtually all the um, the best guys in his weight division, um, I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, still, um, I still like to see him um, be matched up with other um, really good fighters in the sport. Even those who are retired, I'm sure they'll come out just one last time to fight him because he's a big name. They're a big name, you know, especially those who can good fight records a lot more wins than they have have of losses i'm sure many people tune in to, to see that it'll be a massive massive fight probably one of the biggest fights in mma history or ufc history uh so guys that will be it i don't think there's anything else i've not covered i probably there is other things but um this is <laughs> all i can get in now for this podcast Please again forgive me. I'm a bit sleepy, uh, so that's probably the reason why I've been so so tongue twisted in this podcast and in this episode. So, guys, um, please do uh, if you do like my if you did like the video, please don't forget to leave a like. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My name is Jarko One on Twitter. My name is Jarko and on Facebook, if you're interested, I'm on there. Um, Jarko. Um. You can also listen to my podcast on Spotify, uh, Google uh, Google Player, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Podchaser, Player FM, uh, Listen Notes, uh, TuneIn Radio. Um, I'm still trying to get the podcast onto many other platforms out there. Uh, this um, Apple Podcast, the Apple Podcast thing, um, the only thing that's really stopping you from putting the podcast onto their server, onto their direct, directory really, is just the issue of the artwork. Don't know why that is, but it's something I really got to look into and invest in, just see how to get around it. So, but that's such a small thing that there must be a, re- a way around it, just a way of doing it because everybody else has gone gone their podcast on there and their artwork that hasn't really changed. So, there must be just a, something small that I've got to tweak somewhere to do, and it's so simple. But that is in in the works, and it is it is going to happen definitely. I said that now probably for the upteenth time. You're probably sick and tired of hearing it. But guys, uh, thanks for listening and uh, yeah, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe if you do enjoy my content. Thanks.